Welcome to the Film Trooper Podcast, where filmmakers become entrepreneurs. With my dad, he's a dork. Hi, and welcome to the Film Trooper Podcast. I'm your host, Scott McMahon, and this is the podcast where we try to help filmmakers become entrepreneurs. Today, I have a very special guest. His name is Jay Friedman. He's over at bitmax.net. Bitmax is an aggregation company. They're probably one of the oldest original aggregation companies that have been approved by iTunes ever since they released the original iPod. So Bitmax has been there to make sure that all digital files meet the iTunes standards. And to clarify the difference between a distribution company and an aggregation company, a distribution company is traditionally an entity that takes a certain amount of rights over your film, you know, for like maybe 10 years, 25 years, where they can properly sell it into different markets. That could be, you know, only domestically. That could be just simply across the world. It depends on what your distribution deal is like. An aggregator is simply a technical service that takes your digital file, makes sure that it's to the standards of like a marketplace or a storefront like iTunes to help your film meet the quality assurance level of these different platforms. And each one of them has something different. So that's why you want to use like an aggregation company because if they're going to help you do it once, they can help streamline it if you want to get to like Amazon, Hulu, Netflix, uh, Google Play, that kind of thing. Because I wanted to help out a fellow film trooper that had a specific question about aggregation, I went out and contacted the list of approved aggregators on iTunes' site to ask this simple question. And really the simple question was, do you need an aggregator to get your film onto Amazon? Yes and no. Obviously with Amazon, you can use a service called CreateSpace that will create a DVD version that you can sell through their marketplace. You could also create a standard definition digital file of your movie with CreateSpace. But you can't get your film onto Amazon's, you know, working marketplace where they have Amazon Prime or Amazon Instant. Like if you want to be part of that system, that ecosystem that Amazon has created, that exists outside of CreateSpace and that also exists outside of Amazon Partners, which is sort of a consignment program they have. So I suspected that an aggregator was required to help get your film onto the Amazon Instant Prime marketplace. Now, I contacted all the approved aggregators in iTunes, figuring that they also handled Amazon. And a lot of the companies didn't get back to me until like a couple days later or even a week later. But Jay from BitMax literally called me on the phone while he was in traffic wrapping up his day in Los Angeles. So I got a personal touch, you know, but we don't get into that. No, he didn't do that, but it was... <laughs> It was just a nice customer service and a personal touch to have him call me to answer my questions. And then I coaxed him into seeing whether or not he would come on to my podcast one day because the information that he was giving was going to be really helpful to you. So here's a quick interview with Jay Friedman over at bitmax.net, an aggregation service that could take care of your needs for iTunes, Amazon, Netflix, Google Play, and so on. Here he is, Jay Friedman on the Film Trooper podcast. But let me ask you, um, we had a very brief conversation prior to this where, you, where I was asking, like, what is the best advice that you can give in, uh, to filmmakers in terms of preparing their files um, for eventually, you know, utilizing an aggregation company like Bitmax? I, you know, um, that's the, the, 
the question that I get most asked is, what kind of file do I need to send you? And and then I will then, uh, uh, which is easy. I can tell people the file, and we have a excellent spec document that we update all the time. We send to our customers who want to send films in. But when I ask somebody, tell me a little bit about your film, they're tongue-tied. They'll tell me, um, well, I, you know, I shot it in HD, and I'm like, what's the film about? <laughs> and it, like, I have to pull that out of the filmmaker. And uh, we, as as uh, as aggregators or any distribution company too, we want to know about the content that you want to deliver. And and content is like a dirty word. We want to know about the film you have, right? Because you obviously cared enough to make it, and you think that people want to see it, and that's what we want to know about. Um, as far as the file, you're going to make that happen. Don't worry about that part. But tell us about the film. Do you have like a, a few success stories or, or situations that you saw come in from like a, a- – a complete independent producer, not someone that necessarily went through a distribution company. But do you have any stories that, like, somebody was a, a real independent, just like, "Hey, it's just me. I'm upfronting. I'm paying the cost." But they had their, they had everything in place correctly, and it, and it performed well in the marketplace. I didn't know. I don't know if you have a story like that or not. Yeah, I mean, there's a few, uh, and, and without hesitation or reservation, they a, any successful film has had some sort of a following or the filmmaker or producers have a marketing plan around the movie. It, it, that's how, and sometimes that works. Sometimes that doesn't work, but what will never work. I've never seen work is someone putting the film into any of the stores, iTunes or Amazon or Google play. And, someone stumbling across that film and then they watch the film and tell a friend and and it grows organically that never happens it, <laughs> yeah it, it won't ever happen and and i think you and i have a uh, uh a mutual friend who refers to that as the um uh what's it called like a hopes the, the, invis- yeah. the invisible uh i think the invisible marketplace yeah. right <laughs> yeah and and that it just it it never works so uh, th- there's got to be some sort of an uh, uh plan of how you plan to sell the film and one of the if if one of the and we pitch films to itunes uh, uh every so often so that they can get featured right mm-hmm. um and 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 it's the exception where a film gets featured, by the way. So, yeah. you know, <laughs> I want to make that clear too. But the one thing the iTunes people tell us is that the 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 film needs to have a marketing plan. And if one of the spokes or components of the marketing plan is getting it featured on iTunes, that means it does not have a marketing plan. Right. Right. Now, did they have? Um, I know, like in the podcast world of iTunes, they have something where you release your uh, podcast and you get you can become part of the new and noteworthy section in within the first eight weeks of launching your podcast. So, a lot of uh, internet marketers have figured this out and have purposely 
constructed their podcast podcast launch to make sure they have a large audience from day one in order to take advantage of sort of the organic um, search engine of iTunes of that eight-week span that new and noteworthy. I don't know whether or not that exists in the iTunes movie marketplace. Like you said, that would be considered featured, but I don't know if if you've got any wind that 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 is a possibility. If a filmmaker came to the table, like you said, with a marketing plan and audience and and made sure that there was a lot of influx of like pre-orders or things like that yep. prior. Yep. Um, well, the, the so th- that's not uh, being featured, but iTunes does have a number of different charts, right? So the, there's like the indie film chart and indie comedy, and all those things are determined by the metadata that you that you supply iTunes with. Um, so how you categorize the movie and um, you know I'll, I'll I'll be upfront I'm terrible at remembering the rules around what will and won't get you listed in in any of those uh, categories but um, but the uh, but for certain the performance of the film is uh, is a component of that so the, you mentioned pre-orders, which is which is a great feature that iTunes has, where uh, it, it, the film becomes available in the store before it goes on sale. Okay, so you know I, a lot of people say, "Well, what, what does it matter? I mean, pre-order? It's not that they're going to sell out, right? They're not right. Gonna, they're not going <laughs> to run out of them." Yeah. But what it gives the filmmaker or the rights holder is something to market the film around. So they get to have a link and a place to point people to to go and learn more about the movie and maybe even buy the movie, right? So it it just gives another element. And, and yes, if all of a sudden that film is available for pre-order for a couple weeks and there's a good volume of interest in purchases... Um, then then I'll get an email from somebody at iTunes and says, hey, you know, what's the story behind this movie? And we'll tell them, and then they say, oh, that's interesting, and and then sometimes that will or won't get it featured. So the cool thing is, like, if, if a filmmaker comes to BitMax and uh, utilizes your services to get onto these markets or these stores, you call them, what do you guys call them? Stores? We call them uh, platforms? What, what do you guys call them? <laughs> <laughs> I don't it know what de- the term is. <laughs> it, 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 it depends what I had for lunch that day. I, you know, it, it's it's both. You know, it, it's I, I I I to me they're still stores, right? Okay. Uh, well, for the for the there's uh, electronic sell through, right? So right. that is where you buy something or you rent something, and then there are streaming services uh, like th- that are subscription based, such as uh, the the Amazon Prime and Netflix uh, and Hulu, right. um, and so those you can't really call stores, so kind of platforms. I guess if you called them services, then you'd be you'd be uh, that'd be a nice egalitarian way of uh, of wording it. Right. Hey, can I ask you? Do you guys um, what is your take on cable VOD? Because in the world, because 
in the indie world or the blog sphere, they use they kind of use VOD as sort of a catch-all. Like like you said, there's a difference between SVOD and EST, and then VOD in the marketplace is usually referred to just cable. Um, so how do you um, how does a filmmaker get onto like a cable? Is that do they have to have a a proper distribution like a the distribution company has to have a working re- arrangement with a cable company? Uh, yes. Okay, good. All right. So that clarifies it because I know that a lot of the sales, like those numbers when they say, oh, the VOD numbers that come through, like a lot of it comes from the cable VOD. So that's where a lot of the the profit comes from, where EST is not as sometimes not as big as the cable VOD. So so it's it's a little bit misleading for like the uber independent filmmaker who's like the producer, like, okay, I'm going to get on VOD. Like if I get into iTunes, you know, I, I should see those similar numbers. And what they don't realize is that, you know, it's mostly coming from cable, that you need a distribution partnership still. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it it still speaks to you need to get people to want to watch your movie. Yeah. It, it, it still comes down to that. You know, the, uh, the, the number for, – first of all, I mean it's, it's challenging enough to really get any numbers – you know, to get the real numbers behind anything. Um, but you still, you can get it on. I, we get a lot of people who come to us and they say, look, I want to get the film on, you know, and they'll list out the 10 different platforms or stores or services. And there's a cost involved in delivering to each one of those places, right? Mm-hmm. So our take on that is, well, do you do you necessarily know that people will will transact on uh, service you know, name you know unnamed service like right like why, why will you spend money if you don't know you're going to make it back and right. worse that you that the deals are different at each one of these platforms. So you could be cannibalizing your good sales because you know people are are getting it somewhere else, and you're getting a, a lesser cut. Yeah. So you know our 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 approach has always been like two three stores, but really market the content <laughs> and and get people to 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 come get it, and I, and. I, We've been um, we've been aggregating uh, for almost four years. I have yet to get a call from someone who says somebody's trying to buy my film and they can't buy it because it's not on this platform. Not once. <laughs> right, right. Now, in real quick, do you do you see like a pattern in terms of like um, like Google Play does very well in this sort of type of genre or? Uh, like the PlayStation has their own thing or Amazon does better with dramas. I don't know. Like, do you see any sort of uh, metrics like that or, or your past experience that you that see a certain type of genre works better in a certain type of uh, store? Uh, not really. I, I've, I've heard people say things. Um, I've heard people say things like, you know, horror sometimes performs better on VOD, but I... I think people. I, I don't know if anybody really can can talk to genre specific material performing um, 
in a certain way on a certain platform. Oh, okay, cool. Now, here's the cool thing about what you mentioned. You said like you are in discussions because you have a working relationship with um, a working relationship with iTunes. So, the, if there's a buzz that happens with a film that you submitted through your service, iTunes calls you and says, "Hey, what's going on with this film?" Um, so that's that's sort of a benefit for a filmmaker. Like if they know they're working with you, you can at least be they can work with you guys. Uh, in terms of having being a, uh, a representative to iTunes, and as long as they're doing all they can to make it successful, um, there could, there is an opportunity where iTunes can feature it or put it, you know, into um, more prominent display. I I, I, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, so that's a good point. Um, let's see. As we we see the the uh, relationship that we have with iTunes and we've been delivering uh, content to them as long as they've been selling content um, so just do the math on when the first iPods came out we were delivering music and then music videos and now film and TV um, but it's privilege that we get to do that it's yeah. not a right it's a privilege and therefore when somebody submits a film to us we're reviewing it. We are selecting it. It may not be right for us. It may not be right for iTunes. But that's that's a tough, um, that's a really tough topic to cover with a filmmaker who sort of sees the world, you know, digitally. That oh, I have a film. I should be able to get it into any store I want. Right. It's just not the case. Right. Sometimes. Uh, it's technically related. Sometimes it's content related, but not every not every film deserves to be uh, on iTunes or Google Play or um, you know. And you you have other avenues to do that, right? There's you know you could put it up on on a host of sharing sites, but um, there's still a level of quality um, that that the stores or platforms want to maintain and we we take it uh we take it very seriously the privilege that they've given to us to put things in the store without needing to consult with them that's that's the type of relationship that that we have which is amazing right it's like that is amazing you know you 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 couldn't uh if you go back 15 years you couldn't put any skew dvd into best buy right you had to kind of sell it to them exactly right? yeah but i could put anything i want in the store but what i don't want to have happen is itunes to say look what 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 is this what is this that you're giving <laughs> to us and we've yet to have that call either so we're doing something right yeah definitely most definitely. Well, listen, we hit our um, half hour mark, and I don't want to keep you, but I got a lot of good stuff out of you know the short oh, conversation, and I think the uh, the listeners is, will do as well. I think just because these like type of questions, I need to be explored a little further so they have a better perspective and a more realistic game plan moving forward. Well, great, and you know um, we are uh, we're reachable by email on the web, um, but. Uh, the the a personal touch is a really big deal for us, um, and we'd love to talk to anybody that that has any questions and 
um, or or has any comments, uh, can, or pick up a phone and we'll or we'll give you a call back too. Awesome, Jay. Thank you so much, man. I really appreciate the time. My pleasure. Have a great day. Cool, cool. So that concluded my interview with Jay Friedman over at Bitmax.net. And if you're at that stage with your film project where you need an aggregation company. I would check them out at bitmax.net. You can also find them on the list of approved aggregators uh, for iTunes. I always like those types of interviews because they give you a good perspective of like what is at the end of the pipeline. After all the work that you've done on your film, it's good to know what lies at the end. (laughs) Anyway, if you like this podcast, please leave a rating and review on iTunes. If you just go to filmtrooper.com forward slash iTunes, That'll take you to the iTunes page and you leave a ratings review for the podcast. It helps get this podcast higher in the rankings of iTunes. And if you don't know how to leave a ratings review, you can actually go to filmtrooper.com forward slash podcast. And at the very bottom of the page is a little silly video I put together that easily shows you how to leave a rating and review in iTunes. And for those of you who have been around long enough to listen to me babble I offer a free gift at the end of every podcast. If you go to freegearguide.com, you can get an equipment list of everything I use to make a feature film with no crew. Again, that is at freegearguide.com. Thanks for tuning in to the Film Trooper Podcast. I will see you next time.